Shortlisted is brought to you by Future Women's Jobs Academy. Getting back to work after a career break isn't easy. Future Women's Jobs Academy is a free online program supported by the Australian Government. It's proven to increase confidence and connect women with meaningful and flexible jobs. Apply today at jobsacademy.futurewomen.com. We'll support you to find the right job and thrive. Nothing makes a person go weak at the knees quite like a job interview. Enter Shortlisted, a podcast by Future Women where Helen McCabe and I hold your virtual hand, walking with you every step of the way, right to the interview door and straight onto the shortlist. In this episode, we kick off a series of episodes that teach you how to bring up and address potentially tricky interview subjects, beginning with flexible work. How do you ask to work part-time or from home or to leave at 3pm on Wednesdays without jeopardising your chances of getting the gig? Let's explore what might work for you and how to ask for it. You don't get what you don't ask for. But how do you approach the F word, flexible work, without jeopardising your chances of landing the job? Do you do it up front or wait? Okay, okay, that's a big question. We're going to go through some things and lay some groundwork before we get to that. Firstly, I think it's really important to say that there are a whole bunch of flexible work arrangements available. Flexible work is not a one-size-fits-all. That's the whole idea of it being flexible. Flexibility isn't just about working part-time or working from home, and it's not just for people who work in offices. Um, The number of times through our work in Jobs Academy that people have said to me, oh, but I'm a teacher, I'm a lab researcher, I'm a minor, I do some kind of work that isn't flexible or can't be flexible. It's not true. All work can be flexible if we want it to be enough. Um, There's a whole bunch of flexible work arrangements that you may want to think about and you may want to request. And the Workplace Gender Equality Agency has a list on their website of all the various types if you want to have a look. Uh, They talk about everything from flexible hours in terms of starting early, finishing late, break times. They talk about compressed working weeks, so working five days in four days, for example. They talk about rosters and shift swapping for people who are working in shifts. They talk about time in lieu and flex time, job sharing, uh, purchase leave, flexible careers, working from home or hybrid arrangements, as well as part-time work. So the first thing I'd say to people is when you're thinking about what flexibility looks like for you and the kind of flexibility you want is that your vision is almost certainly quite limited in what flexibility is possible. So I would broaden your view because just because flexibility type A isn't a possibility for that employer doesn't mean flexibility type B is. So we need to be flexible in our approach to flexible work, Helen. Absolutely. So that's the Workplace Gender Equality Agency that we've talked a bit about. It's a really great resource to just go to if you're considering any of these issues. In data in 2021, it found that 78% of Australian organisations in the private sector have a flexible working policy or strategy in place. And that's more than ever before. So If you're looking for negotiating flexible work, the conditions are pretty good. Now, they're not fantastic. They're comparatively good. They're pretty good. (laughs) So we want you to go into those negotiations feeling quite confident. And just to go back to a point we made in an earlier episode about negotiating pay rises, 
This is really good to think about if you're worried about your pay rise, that's not coming through. Why not think about flexible work and looking at the sorts of things that would make your week a little easier or better for your family? In 2014, just 57% of organisations had a policy around flexible work. So that's how big it's grown. But the bias still persists. So let's talk a bit about the problem of getting to the point of negotiating a flexible role. Yeah. So we've talked about flexibility at work perhaps more than ever over the last couple of years during the pandemic. And while it's true what Helen says, that workplaces have come a long way, research shows that there is still a disconnect between the prevalence of flexible working and employees' experience of working flexibly. So a lot of employees who have been granted flexible work still feel like when they're actually doing the job, that doesn't manifest in reality, that it's not as flexible as they were told it would be at the interview point. So there are also studies that show that Australian employers recognise the benefits of flexible work. In fact, 41% of them say it boosts employee engagement and satisfaction, and 27% say it helps in attraction and retention of talent. But at the same time, a lot of employers also say that they're concerned over the impact that flexible work can have on things like employee productivity. And I think there are still some really old school myths, Helen, about particularly things like working at home, that people will be out of sight and out of mind and that those employees will slack off or they'll be doing the laundry or they won't be getting the job done, as opposed to recognising the benefits, which mean that that employee can work more rather than spending their time on a useless commute, right? And one of the things that I think we've learnt through working in the Jobs Academy is that sometimes organisations talk a big game on flexible work and, and the reality is quite the reverse, particularly in the context of new employees. You can get flexible work in that company if you've been there for a long time and you've established your credentials, no problem. They will let you do whatever you want. But if you're new to the job, sometimes there is still strong resistance to flexible work. So, I'm in an interview. Should I ask about flexible work up front? Great question. And as always, my answer is it depends. Firstly, I would say that I think you need to do your research. So you need to gauge before you come to the interview how open this organisation or industry is to flexible work. And that'll help inform how you approach this conversation. It's not necessarily going to inform whether you have this conversation at all. Flexible work might be essential for you in taking a job, but it will help you figure out how to approach it. So go look for things like annual reports on their website. They will have policies about flexible work. If they have more than 100 employees, you can also search their legal name on the Wajia Data Explorer and it will actually tell things about like whether they have a flex policy and if so, what types of flexible work are included. And I would say before you go about asking in an interview, you should also ask yourself a couple of questions. Ask yourself if this is a deal breaker. Is flexible work something that must happen for you? If that's the case, I would talk about it up front in the first interview because there's no point going through the dance of three interviews if at the final hurdle you're going to say, but I can only work 9 till 3pm three days a week and the employer says, well, that doesn't work for us. You may as well have that conversation early and not waste their time or yours and give yourself the best opportunity. Having said that, if you've got an employer who's looking for you at five days a week and you are pretty sure you've got a good 
handle on this relationship, that they really want you and that they're chasing you as an employee, there's nothing wrong with giving them a couple of interviews to really fall in love with you before saying, actually, I'd like to do my five-day working week in four. Absolutely. So three strategies for negotiating flexible work, asking, bending and shaping. So Jamila's just outlined shaping. If the role that you're applying for is advertised as flexible, you can begin having conversations with your recruiter or the employer to discuss it at the end of the interview. And so at the end of the interview, when they say, have you got any other questions? You can say, I noticed the role was advertised as flexible. I'd like to know a bit more about it. Perfectly legitimate. Bending. When there is no clear policy permitting a specific type of flex that you're after, or they don't explicitly advertise the role as flexible, hold off on having this conversation until further along in the interview process. Then when you've gained some bargaining power and you're getting to the point of contract negotiations, you can then say, oh, I'm just interested to know what is your company's policy on flexible work? And you might be able to say, I'm only asking because, you know, I might be wanting to take on some more study or I have caring responsibilities with the next door neighbour which is intermittent. So I'm just interested to know for the future. Perfectly reasonable. Shaping, Jamila. So this is where you attempt to change the organisation's policy to incorporate flexible work conditions, not just for yourself, but for the whole workplace. So I would suggest that probably not the best idea to raise implementing flexible work across the organisation during the recruitment process. You just don't have sufficient bargaining power to make that happen. I think that's something that's best done once you're inside that organisation. And of course, there are organisations like employee representative groups and unions where you can work with them to push an agenda around flexible work and all power to you. So you should. What if the role was advertised as full-time or office-based, but you need to work part-time or from home? Should you even apply for that job? I think you should. I think you should definitely apply anyway. And I don't know if I would have said that a decade ago, but I would definitely say that now in this post-COVID world that we're living in, not quite post-COVID, but post-lockdowns, hopefully. In that instance, I'd recommend taking that bending approach that Helen just spoke about. So wait till you've got a little bit of bargaining power before you discuss your particular needs. Once they offer you the role, that's the time to have that conversation. It's not the first thing to bring up when you come into the interview. It's not like, hi, Helen McCabe, tell us about yourself. And you say, hi, I'm Helen. I can only work part-time and from home three days a week. That's not the time to bring it up wait till they've fallen in love with you and then start to have that conversation. At the same time, though, I think you should always give your employer a little bit of space as well. So don't demand an immediate answer if you can help it because no one likes feeling trapped or put on the spot. I often think it's a good thing to bring up towards the end, not right at the end, but towards the end of the final interview where you're really going down to the nitty gritty and the contracts on the table and you say, Before we get to the signing on the dotted line point of this conversation, I just want to have a conversation about flexible work and whether or not there might be some possibilities for me to do some of my days at home. Could we make a time to speak about that next week? And that way the person conducting the interview, if they have to, can go and talk to some other people, see if it's viable and come back with an answer rather than forcing them to make a call on the spot because I actually think they're more likely to say no. Yeah, and there's a whole heap of other things to consider in this instance. So, Starting a new job from home will potentially be difficult for your career advancement in that organisation anyway. So think about 
do you need to work from home now? Or is this something that you would like to work towards once you've established yourself in the organisation? Because in my experience, organisations are all moving to some form of working from home. Some are slower than others, but the ones that are super slow at it are getting there. So it might be worth just evaluating it as you go through the process. This is an organisation that might, you know, within six months, completely embrace working from home a couple of days a week. So just bear that in mind. But again, Jamila, to go back to the original point I made, There is a lot of concern at the moment that women who work from home will suffer in terms of their uh, advancement and their salary because they're not seen if they're working from home. So, Yeah, you don't get that kind of interaction with senior team members that happens not through a formal meeting but through walking past someone while you're getting a coffee in the kitchen or standing at a photocopier and you strike up a conversation or in the lift. You don't get that on Zoom. That's not possible. And you don't get that visibility, that line of sight to senior people in the organisation either. So it's just something else to consider when you're thinking about that. Now, what if the interviewer asks about your flexible work needs early on? I think that sounds like a great interviewer, firstly. Uh, It sounds like a kind of organisation you want to work for, so well done. I think you should be honest. I think if you are directly asked that question, use that as an opportunity to have a conversation around their policies and their practice in this space, and it will help you weigh up whether or not they're the right employer for you. I also think it's still worth doing your research before the interview to know how open to flexibility they are going to be. And I think you yourself, to the extent that is possible for your own life, should also be open to flexibility. So maybe you don't have to be entirely set on which days you do from home and which days you do in the office. Maybe, as Helen mentioned before, you could spend a bit more time in the office early on while with an intention to move to flexible work down the track. But while you're settling in, you're spending more time around your colleagues. Or perhaps you could start early some days, but not every day. Usually there is some kind of give in everyone's schedule and if there is absolutely none in yours, that is okay, but make sure that you're really clear about that from the beginning. One extra point to that is there's often, in my experience, a bit of a difference between the recruiter or the HR, people and culture representative in the first phase. They are more likely to be on the company message around flexible work and working from home. When you go from that phase of the interview to the boss of the team that you'll be working in, he or she might have a slightly different understanding or preference. It's a nuance. Just be aware of that. So if you get a really strong answer from the head of people and culture or the head of the recruitment company that, yeah, yeah, this company's amazing, flexible work, great. Just be aware that then when you meet the person whose team you're joining, they will have a certain amount of carriage about who they hire and the sorts of practices that their team adhere to, particularly in super big organisations. And it might be at odds with what you got told. So be alive to any differences or nuance or shifting in that space because that can be uncomfortable. And finally, if you're having a conversation with a potential employer and they seem a little bit hesitant, but not entirely, suggest that you try it 
suggest that you do a trial period. Um, if they are sort of sitting there going, oh, you're brand new, I don't know much about you, I'm just not confident that the work's going to get done, and they're not saying that but you can tell they're thinking it, say, could we try it out for the first two months and if it doesn't work, I'm happy to come into the office full time because you know you, back yourself, and know that you can prove that you can do it your way. Great. So in summary, Jamila, tips for having the conversation. Be clear, be confident and be prepared to compromise. Even if you feel like flexibility is something that you must have, there are different options within the banner of flexibility. So be open to move yourself as well as recognising that you're asking them to move too. Be really clear about how you're going to manage your workload within that flexibility. So this employer ultimately wants the job to get done. They want the tasks allocated to get finished and to get finished on time and get finished effectively and efficiently. So you've got to be able to prove and make the case that you can do that. And as mentioned, consider a trial period if maybe it doesn't feel like you're convincing them. And always put yourself in the shoes of your employer because that will help convince your employer that you are part of the team and are interested in pursuing the goals that they have as well as your own. Yeah, it's a negotiation and any negotiation is not you versus them. It's a collaboration as well. You're working together to get to an outcome that works for everyone. So it doesn't have to be you versus them. And no now doesn't mean no in the future. Shortlisted is produced by Future Women's Jobs Academy. To apply to join, head to jobsacademy.futurewomen.com or go to futurewomen.com to become a Future Women member today.